Hello, everybody. This is Ron Pastino at the Do at Pastino show. Thanks for joining us again this week. We have quite the guest today in A Gamer. My actual personal uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu coach and MMA coach and DT instructor for myself and my old team at the state police. Uh, one of the world's best, uh, what he does, very practical thinker, not flamboyant and has a lot of humility. Um, Alan, uh, Alan Condon is a lifelong martial artist, has been training over 48 years, has uh, seven you know, trained in seven different martial arts styles, Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, shoot fighting, Kempo, and he can elaborate more. He's a uh, noted seminar speaker, self-defense instructor, businesses, colleges, women's groups, children's organizations, martial arts schools, um, combat um, techniques, um, trained with the uh, Navy SEALs, Army Special Operations, Marine Recon, SWAT teams, and is a badass business owner, um, brilliant business owner. So, uh, Alan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it, and I'm um, super excited that you're doing this. You have a lot to offer. <clears throat> yeah, that, that means a lot coming from you. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm glad to have you on. Um, I, I have always learned a lot from you personally, as well as my kids who, you know, trained with you for over 12 years and ended up getting their black belts. Um, not only with self-defense, but like watching you run a business and, and you know, you're in a business that um, you know, people join up for your teaching and you know, if they, if they don't have the gumption, they'll, they'll want to quit. They'll want to stop after a month or two and, and, uh, or, or, you know, shorter and, and being able to, to keep a business going with, you know, the, the types of people out there that come and go is damn challenging. Um, my question to you is, um, how do you try and keep like students motivated and, and staying in class? We've had this conversation. I mean, you know, I remember uh, I first met you in 2005. You came in when we were uh, in our first location, which was like uh, 1,500 square feet, and we were just starting off. And that was, uh, I started off in 2004, but I met you in 2005. So uh, we became fast friends through the wonderful art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. When you get in there and you kind of choke each other and you have a lot of fun, it's definitely a bonding relationship. But, you know, I think we clicked outside of that, too, because, uh, you know, at the, team, at the time you were the, the team leader and we had great conversations about leadership. And to answer your question, I think the the empowerment we give people through our training is that I do lead from the front. And, you know, a lot of people are looking for a community to join. And the empire difference is, you know, I named the school empire. You know, you can take it as Alan's little empire, but it's not because it's bigger than me. I mean, most martial artists name their schools after themselves. I mean, if you're a professional, you know, uh, superstar like Chuck Norris, different story. You're, you're actually a brand. That's a no name. I believe that empire is a community and uh, we call it the community of awesomeness because people come to us for different things. Uh, to your point, the challenge is keeping people motivated. And I, I go back to, I leave from the front. You know, we have a weekly email where I share my life experiences through both martial arts and how I applied martial arts in the real world. And I think that 
engages people to see that martial arts training is a lot more than the physical. It's very mental. And that's allowed us to, to be abnormally uh, in the martial art world is that we're basically a teen and adult school where most have to do their uh, business now based on kids. Uh, and we do not. And we, we keep adults with us six, seven, eight years. It's unheard of, you know, and we do this without contracts. We just do our tuition billing monthly and people get blown away by that because they love coming back to us. And I think because if I keep the level of training high, people are going to want the experience. They're going to want the results. But we have that camaraderie, you know, what I mean, through the training. And I, I really get to know people and they really get to know me. They've seen my kids grow up in the school. Um, you know, fortunately, your kids had the experience of training with us. And uh, since then, we've kind of limited the kids program because parents aren't uh, as good as you, where you wanted the best for your kids and you knew we had to push them. You knew they had to do the hard work. Others now are, are taking the easy route and they just want to get a black belt in a year. Uh, your kids train for 12 years. And I mean, at the, about the 10, 10 and a half year mark, you know, they earned their black belt. I mean, that was a tough test, as you know. I mean, you had a lot of family there. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe what he's doing to Evan and Grace. But, you know, you know, you were just sitting there. They have to be pushed. You know what I mean? And that that's a tribute to you that you wanted the best for your kids. And I think that experience is uh, what everybody needs in this day and age. And, you know, conversations that we've had over the years, you know, are about leaders. And I, I believe that they're made. You're, you're not born a leader. And that's great topics that we've uh, had conversations on. But on the same token, uh, also some of the people that I met through you, like uh, Mark O'Neill, the, you know, the commander of the unit, um, he was like, wow, that's the same thing that resonates with me. And uh, that was great to hear somebody at that level that had that same, uh, you know, mission statement. So a long answer to the question, but I think that's what what people stick with us is because we're there to help them. They know that we care and I'm truly passionate about what I do. And uh, that that's just uh, shows on the floor and what I'm teaching and getting to know people. Yeah. So it, it sounds like you're investing in your students, which you're investing in your people basically. And, you know, from my experience, that is a winning recipe. I've not seen failures when you invest in people, people want to be part of the, the solution. They want to be part of the team. You have to treat them that way though. And you have to give them um, some say and some ownership and, and uh, it's impressive. Like what you, you know, put together there and um, you know, with the, uh, you know, hell my kids black belt test was phenomenal. Like it was two and a half hours long and it was a crucible. Um, and I think more, you know, more people out there need to be pushed because they can do more than they really even know. Um, Alan, I mean, you got so many degrees and, um, you know, you, you've reached so many uh, hurdles and mountaintops in your career path. What has kept you from quitting along the way? You know, you know, passion for it for one. Um, and it's hard. I mean, I, I will say this as a business owner, it's hard to actually work your passion um, because you, you're embrace it a different way. Um, there's a lot of people that just go to a job and kill time. I mean, I get connected with people and, you know, you, you develop that relationship and I mean, you want the best for them. And sometimes they can't see what's you know, good for them. Um, but what I would say is integrity. Like, you know, we, we've had this conversation a couple of times, like my word is integrity. And it's not about the, the moral compass, which is a common, you know, definition when people think integrity. I think about it being honest with yourself. And I will never let, you know, myself fail. I always push myself to the next level. Um, I, I never accept the status of master. I'm still training. 
Um, I think that, you know, in the martial art world, when somebody says they're a master, a grandmaster, that they're done, they're just looking for people to be subservient. And as you said, you know, people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And I think that's what empire offers. And, you know, part of, uh, you know, my word to be in integrity, it's holding yourself accountable and it's setting a standard for others to follow. So everybody knows that I do the hard work. And, we, yeah. you know, I know, I know that's a, a bad word now, hard work, but like you got to embrace the suck sometimes. You got to push forward. You got to forge on. And I think that's what people are really resonate with. And that's why we've been so successful. That's uh, spot on, like spot freaking on, Alan. Um, like I said in the first cast, uh, there's no, you know, sneaky or a sneaky way of uh, slipping through success. You have to earn it. You have to grind and and work your butt off uh for your goals um running a business is uh very difficult i've seen you run it and you know you're in the state of new york which uh you know it has has a lot of rules and tax issues you know things that things that i don't know i don't know what i don't know when it comes to that but um how do you maintain your savviness in in you know, being a high level instructor and honing, keeping your skills honed, but also the backside business of it, uh, which I know is equally as challenging. How do you keep this, your savviness and um, stay ahead of it? Uh, all, all the, uh, the things that come with it. Again, I defer to, I leave from the front. I mean, I live this 24 uh, seven, you know, through personal conversations, you know, it's a family business. Uh, my wife, Cheryl's involved with it. And I mean, I'm working with her all the time and we, we you know we get along she handles the more of the admin part i'm the you know the instructor on the floor developing the, the curriculum but you know on the the back end as you resonated to is i'm also the guy doing the the google ads to make sure that we get the right person um we we want a, a person like yourself a professional that's looking you know for stress relief looking to get in good shape hone their skills so it's a little bit of a challenge. I mean, it's self-inflicted. We moved from the wonderful state of uh, Virginia. We lived in Virginia Beach back here because we wanted our firstborn to be around family um, because I grew up with family and my cousins are some of my best friends. I can, you know, some of my cousins, I consider sisters. That's how close we are. And that relationship I wanted you know, my son at the time before he was born, Aiden, to have with his grandparents, his aunts and his uncles. Um so it is a challenge, but I mean, New York can be a challenge, but you know, it's self-inflicted. I'm self-employed. So you have to deal with the pain. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of rules and regulations and uh, you got to, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's. You got to be careful about what you do. And, you know, that, that goes back to, I have to hold myself accountable because any problem or challenge I have in the business is my fault. I can't blame it on others. You know, in this day and age, everybody's looking for an excuse or I talk to other martial artists. Oh, it doesn't work in my town. It doesn't do this. Well, maybe it's because you're not being authentic. And uh, I think what really drives us to be successful is the fact that we have credibility and we've earned that credibility by showing others, you know, our actions through our words, through our deeds, and that built a reputation. And, you know, that reputation is important. It's what others think of you. And I can't, you know, change that. I mean, some people, you know, we have a lot of naysayers and wannabes, but that leads us to the right people. Um, so I strongly believe that just everybody that's part of Empire knows how passionate I am, knows that I'm truly there to help them. It's a non-ego school. They call me Alan. The kids called yep. me Mr. Condon. You know, it wasn't master and I don't have people bow to me, you know, um, and things like that. So they, it's an experience. And a lot of people say it's the best part of their day. And, you know, going back to the, what you alluded to when your first pod, podcast, having the perseverance, I love a challenge. 
yeah, we got to persevere and, you know, through some tough times, but even when I was in the corporate world and, you know, I was, uh, a department manager for a Miller Coors distributor, I used that same martial arts skills that I learned at Tenacity, the perseverance, you know, having integrity, you know, pushing myself. I use that every day to be the best I could in the business. And that martial art training carried over. And I use that as an example um, to the students that are, you know, part of Empire. They see that the martial arts carry over to other parts of the life. And that's allowed the process to be, you know, we have a good longevity. We're on 17 years right now. Um, we're wow. stronger and better than ever. And even though we've, uh, overcome, uh, a few challenges here, which happened recently, I, I just go back to everybody knows how much we care about them. And, you know, you know, from like the, the team aspect, it's like, uh, everybody feels they're part of something bigger than themselves. And, you know, kind of like empire is they're part of the heartbeat of empire. They know that they're part of that community that cares about them. And I mm -hmm. think that is really what resonates and has made us a, a success. And it hasn't been overnight. It's, it, we're, we're, we're a success, you know, 17 years later, almost 18 years. Right. Hey, so hey, Alan, I, I have a question for you. If you sure had one piece of advice to give someone that's starting their own business right now, what would it be? You have to love it. I mean, if you're going to start a business that you think you're going to make a lot of money and it's something that you don't feel an attraction to, you don't feel... You know, like uh, that it resonates like, hey, I love doing this. You're like, oh, I can just make a X amount of money doing this. I know nothing about it. I don't care about it, but I just want to make money. Yes, a business is designed to make money. But again, when you love what you do, you know, what I mean, the money will 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 come. It's hard work. You know what I mean? And uh, so my advice is if somebody's going to start up a business, find something that you're passionate about, something that you truly care about, that you're going to, you know, enjoy doing for 20 years, 25 years, whatever it might be. I, I second that, Alan. Um, you, you have to be passionate about what you know your your career field is, or whatever your your goals are going to be, or you won't be successful. Great question, Bryce. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's hard in today's age because I feel like my generation growing up gets really excited about a certain subject, and they just they'll make a rash decision and they'll start something but they're not truly passionate about it. And that's why a lot of people fail or they don't continue to do it because they don't, they don't care deeply about it. So I, I appreciate the advice. Uh, absolutely. Great question, Bryce. I mean, that's, that's how, uh, you know, we've all learned your, your uncle Ron and I, I mean, we have mentors and, you know, uh, your uncle and I, you know, clicked because we have a similar mindset. He's a team leader, you know, and uh, his job was way tougher than mine because uh, his choice and decision affect people's lives, including himself and his team. And he always put his team first. And that's where we resonated. I put empire first. I, I don't care what people think of me. I want the best training experience from the day. And I go back to credibility. We earn that each and every day. It's not given. And it can be taken away quickly when you give up on others and you don't live up to your expectations that you have for yourself, thus integrity. So I think, uh, you know, we're, um, your uncle and I have had a great conversation about credibility. You got to earn that every day. It's, and you got you to leave it better than you found it. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Alan. Put your people first, everybody. Um, it's a recipe for success. Your people will have your back if you put them first, and they will help push you more. Uh, Alan, with COVID and your business, um, like, like one of my mantras is if you're 
going after this positive solution and it's not working, it's not working. So you have to kind of shift it, shift it 15 degrees left to right. And that's where I've been successful is you got to figure out the, you know, the recipe as you go too. So you had to actually shift 15 degrees left to right to um, succeed during the COVID environment. Can you kind of go over that challenge a, a bit? Yeah. That was a challenge. I mean, you got to think people come to us because they're, it's a, hands-on activity. They're doing, you know, martial arts. They're not fighting air, like in some martial arts systems where they're doing forms in the air. Nothing wrong with that. They're, they're great. I've done them in the past, but we had hands-on where they're striking targets, they're hitting targets. And the COVID challenge was that, you know, kind of, we saw the right in the wall. We saw it was coming. We didn't think the shutdown would be as long as it was. It was going to be two weeks to end the curve. Well, for us it ended up to be over six and a half months. So, you know, adaptability, another great word when it comes to a leader, we had a pivot. We were ready. And I, I got to give my wife, Cheryl, credit for that. I knew what I needed to do. We had to create um, some video lessons, but we had to have that platform to launch it. And we have a management program. And behind the scenes, my wife, Cheryl, was able to get that platform up and running. So basically, we had a university of knowledge. So we had we have several different programs. So we had to pivot. We had to film. So at first, I was kind of doing like live classes, but not like we're in Zoom. They had to participate live. They could watch them at a later date. But I ran like a full-on class. And it was time consuming. And then we had to upload the videos. And in time, we were able to, once again, pivot to your thing. We went another 15 degrees and we were able to get a dialed in system where, you know, we were we weren't shooting, you know, videos for 20 hours a week. We got it down to about eight to 10 hours a week, but we were able to encompass our curriculum. Um, we had a step by step you know, process that we followed. We made sure we covered the fundamentals, which are key. We, we had some mobility exercises. It was a challenge because we have striking arts where people are used to striking things. So I had to come up with you know, ways that they could practice at home, that they could do at home with limited space, because some people live in a small apartment. Some people had the luxury of having like a workout area, but we had to make sure they could continue in, in their training and feel that progression that they would get in regular classes. That was a challenge, especially with uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's grappling. You're normally grappling with the body. We were able to come up with a way that we uh, stuff pillows in a gi. And I got to give my uh, instructor, Carlos Machado, credit for he figured out a way that you kind of put a pool noodle in and make arms and stuff the a gi top wow. with a pillow. So you had a lot, you had a training partner. So yeah, it was a, it was an interesting challenge. It was frustrating. Many sleepless nights. We didn't know we were going to persevere and pull out of it. I mean, we took a huge hit because some people needed, you know, to be at empire to have that you know, the accountability to show up for class, they wouldn't do it at home. Uh, right. So we took a big hit and we, we basically had to regrow once we were allowed to open, we had to rebuild so it was almost like starting over. But as I said earlier, I will never fail. I will never let my family down. And I persevered. You had to overcome some really insurmountable odds. And uh, where I had other people in the family, they're like, oh, it should be easy. And I said, there's nothing easy. You know, being self-employed, you don't get unemployment. You know, if you don't make any money that week, you don't make any money. Um, but fortunately, because of the community of Empire, the people that knew how much we care, how much Empire meant to them, they stayed and supported us. So as, as hard as, you know, Cheryl and I worked and Aiden and Liam were there helping film videos, the people at Empire Cape Empire Alive, that community, and I thank them so many times through emails and when they got back, they believed in us, which gave me more drive and more determination that knowing, oh man, these guys love Empire and they saw the value in it. So they supported us. I mean, not everyone, but the ones that did kept us alive and allowed us to persevere. And I can't thank them enough for that. That's impressive. Uh, how you you know the, the adaptability of 
putting pool noodles in a ghee and, and the, uh, the, the grind that you had to go through um, and challenge. And like, that was total savvy, man. Like kudos. I, I appreciate uh, it. I mean, and, and going back to, like you said, challenges, we, we set up little challenges for them to do certain bodyweight exercises so they could stay in shape at home because they didn't have access to a gym. A lot of them didn't have fitness equipment at home and they needed that strength element. You, you know, from striking, you get that resistance. So we had like 30 different workouts they could do at home and people like, Oh, I never thought I could use my couch or a chair to work out. And you know, from what you do, you have to pivot in a moment and you, but you had to make life decisions, you know? So I'll give you guys credit there. And I, I always allude to the fact of, you know, uh, what I'm doing in a setting is different than the leadership roles that you had to, you know, to do, but I've learned from you and I've learned from others that through you, I, I met. And I mean, that has allowed me to grow empire. I think to a level that surpasses many. And that that's always basing it on something bigger than myself and the, the true leadership qualities. Sounds like you think with vision. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I think you, you, you know, if without vision, you have no path and without no path, you have no end game, you're going to fail. And, you know, I have a vision for where I wanted to be, you know, in 2005 to where I want to be next year in 2023. And I mean, I, I have all those, I store them away in a box and I look back at him like, oh, wow, I, I wasn't pushing myself hard enough. And I put myself pretty hard. So, so yeah, if you don't have a vision, you're going to, I think you're going to um, fail in some aspects of your life. Alan, what do you do in your off time with your family? Well, you know, uh, Liam and I, uh, my youngest son, we do a lot of uh, like Spartan style races when we can. Um, currently what, you know, we, we kind of do uh, on Sundays, my son, Liam and I, we go to an airsoft field and, you know, right now, um, I love, you know, firearms and I love shooting and I, we do it all safely. Um, but we go to an airsoft field and there's teams of individuals and you have different scenarios you have to run through. And, uh, we get our little tactical training, you know, with that. And what's pretty interesting, there's a lot of corrections officers. There's a lot of, you know, military reservists that go there that want to hone their skills. So it's, a it's a fun passing. And I mean, Sundays for, you know, the four, four and a half hours I do it. I mean, I actually take a decompression break from Empire. Um, my wife and I spend so much time together during the week. A lot of times on Friday, we just go out to lunch and do like a lunch date. And, you know, uh, with that being said, you know, she has a couple hours of uh, solitude on Sunday when we're not here. So the, that's her alone time. And that way she can decompress. Um, my older son, Aiden, you know, we're, we're more into like the, the movies and joking and, you know, enjoying life and kind of looking at people and things like that. So he's not as much into the uh, other aspects, but I think it's important because everybody has their own likes and dislikes. So, you know, we bond as a family. We make sure we have family time every week. Like I cook breakfast on Sundays, you know, and uh, we all, and then we all go to what we're going to do for that day. Cause a lot of times we're so busy during the week that we don't get a lot of the quality time. Um, but I make sure I tell them I love them every day. That's the reason I brought this up is, you know, we all have to, when you're grinding, get that downtime to recuperate and refresh and uh, enjoy life. That's what it's about. Alan, you got anything else you want to add for the audience before we wrap this up? No, I, I want to, you know, thank you for this opportunity. And I mean, like I said, you become one of my, uh, you know, best friends over time and, you know, we've, we've shared a lot. Our families have grown up together. I mean, the, it was awesome this past summer uh, when you and Evan were there and we were able to work out together, bought back some really great times. And he's just a beast. You know what I mean? He, he's phenomenal. And Grace, I can't say enough good things about Grace. I mean, as a as a martial artist, she's like second to none. She's a, she's a little cutie, but she was a killer on the mat. And uh, it was my honor and my privilege to be able to share the martial arts with them. 
And, you know, I value our, you know, our friendship, as you well know. And I mean, uh, onward and upward. And I mean, I know this uh, podcast is going to be a, su- a success. And uh, anything I can do to help, all you got to do is call, my friend. That means a lot coming from you, Alan. I really appreciate it. Um, humbled, uh, true American, and we all can learn from this episode and, um, and, and you know, the grind and grit that you put behind um, and, and your passion as well, your business and, and your uh, passion with martial arts. Thank you, Alan. Bryce, Thank you. do we have any uh, WWRD questions for the week? Yes, we do. We had a submission that said, I am having a hard time trying to keep pushing when I get nothing out of it. WWRD. All righty. I appreciate the question. So what I would do is keep pushing. Most people that put a lot of work into something and end up quitting, quit right before the success. Statistically, it's like you are almost there within like a few days of it or, you know, within, you know, sightsee range of uh, like a moth. Um, results don't happen overnight most of the time. And um, like Alan's story and Alan's success, they take time, sometimes years, like I said in last episode. So just keep going. Now, again, think of the mindset, shift 15 degrees left to right in your solution. So you may want to probe and try that every once in a while, which I would usually do over a period of time. I'm like, all right, maybe I can, you know, achieve uh, this goal a little bit quicker if I if I take, you know, a little bit set a uh, 15 degree right angle to it. But I'm still headed towards the goal. So that's my recommendation. I appreciate the uh, the question. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, on our second episode here and remember to give us a follow on instagram do the pastino show facebook will be live here in a day or two and we look forward to the next episode bringing on another egg thank you alan do